0: Talk
1: football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Good evening and welcome to Red Friday on North Sound 1. The Dons are back in action this weekend after last week's 0-0 draw with Dundee United. It's home advantage as Aberdeen welcome Rangers to Pataudry on Sunday. Boss Derek McInnes is under no illusions as to how big a task this one will be. It's always a big game when you play Rangers.
2: I think that um, from our point of view, the last two... Outings against them, we're far way short of what I expect. Um, I think it's been a good time for Rangers to play us. I think it's been a good time for, for a few teams in certain periods of this season to take us on. We've probably been uh, a bit vulnerable in terms of team selection and, and players available. But certainly, uh, going into this game, I think you know, one league defeat in 14, I think that was a game at Ibrox. Um, so, well, we're not perfect to the minute. We were certainly in good form, certainly a decent form. We get some good players, uh, more players available, and it's important that uh, Rangers
1: get a far tougher game than they had in the last couple of games.
3: North Sound One, Red
1: Friday. Yes, this is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. It feels like a very, very long time since we were last here. It's been a tough few weeks for everyone, but thankfully it looks like at the moment football at the top level, Dave, still going ahead.
3: Still going ahead, but uh, you only have to look at the situation down south that to see that there is um, huge problems in, in keeping it that way but while it's still on we'll, uh, we'll play.
1: Yeah and eight days will be since the Dons last in action obviously last weekend Andrew. and it's funny how at the moment I don't know if it's just me but it feels like such a long time between games. It does um, particularly when you drive 260 miles down oh, to yes. Livingston
0: and back uh, and you stand in the car park for half an hour and then as I say, you just head back up the road because <laughs> that game being postponed I uh, forgot all about that yeah there's, um, it's been a bit disjointed given you know how many games there have been over the, the, the festive period in December uh, but I suppose because we haven't been on air um, it does seem like an awful long time in fact I was looking back uh, to the, the last predictor that we did and one of the games was the Scottish Cup final now that seems like an absolute last <laughs> season it was last season, was <laughs> last season indeed uh, but uh, no, uh, looking forward to, to Sunday's game um last Saturday against Dundee United first half, lots of positives but no end product second half, a bit flat to yeah. be perfectly honest.
1: Yeah, it was one of those second halves. I mean, Lawrence Shanklin having that early shot off the bar, Dave, and then after that it felt like it was all the dons in the first half.
3: Yeah, and uh, I think if that penalty claim which was a strong claim, and as Andrew said it was far stronger than the one we got uh, the week before when Sam collapsed in the box, but the certainly, uh, Con- Mark Conley. Uh, prohibited um, Ryan Hedges from getting the ball. It looked a pretty stonewall penalty when you looked back at it, and that that would have changed the whole dynamic of the game. Uh, Do we it got actually, that one?
1: It actually looked more for me. It looked more like a penalty seeing it again than it did in real time for me. It almost seemed like looking at it back, looking at it back. It was such a stonewall for me, but in real time, I kind of looked at it and went, "Is it?" I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, but looking back at it, when you saw it again, okay, the the officials don't have the luxury of of that. But uh, I think it, it was uh, a poor poor decision from Kevin Clancy. Yeah, we won't even get onto the VAR discussion because
1: uh, no. it's not <laughs> worth going there. Uh, it's Rangers on Sunday, Andrew, and a very very different kind of game. And sometimes you feel Dundee United, Dundee United at home or Rangers at home. Sometimes I feel that a Rangers or a Celtic at home is often, it It feels like there's there's some pressure off in some ways. I know there's not because it's it's the old firm, but there's a different type of mentality going into those games. Well, I, th- I think what you, you can look forward
0: to is a more open game of football. You're not going to have a, a team that is going to park everybody behind the ball and invite you on to them and say, well, come on in, uh, let's see what you can do we've got a point as things stand. As soon as that whistle goes, it's a draw. Um, and that was the the mentality that I think uh, Dundee United applied to the game last Saturday. Uh, you heard that coming from the sidelines from Mickey Mellon. Um, it was only really in the last five to ten minutes of the game that you could hear sort of more positive noises coming from the, the Dundee United bench and, and that's the thing, with with no crowds in here you're hearing all the shouts coming mm-hmm. from the benches uh, and I think, you know, Rangers aren't going to come up to Pitodrie and try and sit back and get a draw they're going to want to, to make it league win number 21 they're also uh, looking at the incentive of Celtic playing on Monday absolutely. which gives them an and, extra day and it could put them what, 22 points ahead of, of Celtic um, Rangers are just relentless at the moment they're going to be extremely difficult to beat but you just need to think back to last month, St Mirren nobody gave them a chance and they beat them, so there are lessons to be learned from that game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just whether. Aberdeen can put together the the complete performance that we've all been looking for this season because we've seen bits that are good but other bits that haven't been so good you've got to discard them and get all the good stuff and keep it going for the entire 90 minutes or 95, yeah. 96, whatever length of time it's going to be that's what's going to be needed to beat this Rangers team at the moment
1: There was or there were similarities between the Rangers-St Mirren game and the Rangers-Celtic game in that both St Mirren and Celtic had a go at Rangers, obviously, in a very different way, Celtic controlled that game and made Rangers play much further back than they're used to. But Saint Mirren had a go in that game, and you could see that they were, especially on the counter, they were really trying to sort of find some width. They managed to get in, you know, a couple of times, and they never gave up. And that was a huge part of it as well. Despite it looking like the tide had turned, Saint Mirren held out to and then got the winner with seconds remaining.
3: Yeah, and as, as we've we said before that to that particular game, Saint Mirren are. A good side. The Good yeah. footballing side. Jim Goodwin has them playing very well. Indeed, they're well-disciplined. But the one thing that, that De- Derek has pointed out, that Aberdeen are going to have to raise the game. The, open, the season opener at Pataudry, it was very flat for whatever reason. Again, the lack of crowds may have come into it. The game down at, at Ibrooks we had so many team selection problems. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't unexpected, but... Uh, if we take the lesson from the way Celtic approached the game last week the way that St Mirren did and really have a go without making, with making sure that we don't get people sent off unnecessarily and really get in their faces and rumble them up in a good old fashioned but you know and I'm sure that that's the way that Derek will set them out
1: Yeah I mean that I was going to ask you Andrew actually because it is we all, you always have this dilemma as a football fan but also I think Derek McInnes has the same dilemma where he's looking at it and he's thinking right, which way do we go here do we try and keep it tight and then try and hit them on the break or do we go for it now We know that the Dons are going for it all season that's the way they've been playing they're a very attacking side which has been at odds with maybe what we've seen in previous seasons but it is different when it's Rangers however it's at home and you have to think it's the way to go on Sunday I think you're absolutely
0: right there I mean I I don't see any point whatsoever in trying to soak up uh, Rangers pressure because they're playing so well and with so much confidence that they'll do you damage if you invite you, you onto them I think... As Dave said, you know the way to go about it is get right into their faces, stop them from playing as as best you can, um, and you know impose yourself on the game. It's your home game, you know. Aberdeen squad contains a lot of talent. You just need them to show total belief in the talent that they've got, and just make sure that they don't give anything away at the back. No silly mistakes, uh, and. You're absolutely right Dave, you've got to keep your discipline there um, There will be Rangers players who will try and wind their opposite numbers up
3: And vice versa And vice versa, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely So John Beaton has probably got quite a busy afternoon ahead of him uh, But the way to beat this Rangers team I think is to you know, have a right go at them
2: yeah,
1: and it is, we just said, eight days since the Dawns were last in action, Dave, but actually it's now going to be three games and six days for Aberdeen from Sunday, so it's another biz- busy Weather permitting, piece. of course. Weather permitting and various other things permitting uh, yes, as well. Indeed. Uh, but, you know, all being well, and on paper at the moment, you've got the run there of three games, it's nine points. It's it's obviously Livingston and Ross County, again, very different types of game games, but if you can get a result... Against Rangers, if you can get a point, or you can get three points, it sets you up for a run of games again.
3: Yeah, and uh, after whilst obviously it's all concentration on on Sunday. After that, you're up against two teams that have got new managers in one shape or another. And Livingston are the form side in the country at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and John Hughes, the, the great result last week. If they can take that on. Um, this this when they play each other uh, on Sunday, if again if it goes ahead, yeah. Um, so th- there will be challenges, but, but uh, yeah, the confidence that a win or, or a good result on Sunday would give would be immeasurable. Yeah. Well,
1: let's get the thoughts now of our fan reporter Graham Watt ahead of Sunday's game. It's Aberdeen against Rangers.
4: Yeah, make a very tough one for the Dons this weekend. Um, we all know how good Rangers have been playing. Um, nobody's really laid a glove on them. Although I thought last week Celtic were by far the better side in the game. Um, a bit of luck has found Rangers the the winner, and um, obviously Celtic going down to ten never helped either. But you know, I think Celtic showed last week that they can be got at. Um, it's just a it's, I don't know. if It's a a, a mental thing. Um, obviously they've been playing. They have they have got to take your hat. They have been playing really well, really good football. Um, but you know Aberdeen They have threats Mike They do have really good attacking threats It's just really I think Keeping it tight at the back Not conceding um, And if you can do that You've always got a chance against Rangers um, But you know Mike As I say It won't be easy But hopefully the Dons can go Go up against them And just just give it their all um, I, think, I think Scott Wright being back last week Was a big boost He can certainly cause them problems the, the concern I think for me is the lack of goals at the top end of the park we really do need Maine and Cosgrove to step up, or Ryan Edmondson he could be the one to step in but I think Aberdeen just need to show no fear really get into their head that Celtic are there to be caught this year, and you never know Mike, a Champions League spot that Aberdeen have really wanted for a long time could be up for grabs and you know, Derek will be telling the players that, go up and get second go up and split the old firm and it's, it's, it's possible Mike but as I say, it won't be easy on Sunday. We all know how good Rangers are. But I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say the Dons will win 2-1, Mike. Hopefully.
1: Yeah, uh, confidence from Graham, which is uh, which is always good. It's what you want from from the fans. And he did mention there's Scott Wright, and it does look like Scott Wright will be leaving after failing to reach an agreement with Derek McInnes and the Aberdeen board. I feel am
2: like constantly getting asked about Scott, and I, I have to be honest with that. The fact that we have uh, been unable to reach an agreement, and that isn't, this isn't a
1: Sure I need stress that as well. Yeah, Dave, real disappointment if that does end up being the case.
3: Yeah, I mean, Scott's a, a young man that Andrew and I both know well and known him come through and it's been a, a breakthrough season in many ways this this year because it's, a, it's the first time he's flitted in and out and he really has taken his game to another level. Mm. And I just, personal opinion, I just wonder whether another season at at Aberdeen wouldn't have have helped before as he's perfectly entitled to to do to try his lockdown south
1: yeah and we've seen this before Andrew with players who have left at a stage where maybe people have criticised that we saw Ryan Fraser we saw Peter Pollitt do it um, Fraser Five we've seen lots of players do it to mixed results and that is the the kind of concern you have as someone who wants a player to develop uh, in Scott Wright. Now, Scott Wright is, slightly, I think, 23? 23, 23, 23, yeah. So he has a little bit of experience, but he's been in and out because of injuries, and Aberdeen have stood by him. So you can see why some fans are slightly disappointed that he's leaving at this stage because... The Dons have stood by him through injuries, but you can also, from the other perspective, see some fans talking about. Well, actually, if you if you're a player with a short career, uh, you can understand why you might go looking for a big money move to England.
0: Yeah, um,
1: 23 years
0: old, but he's only made 75 appearances for Aberdeen, 32 starts, 43 times he's come off the bench. Now that's not a lot. For a 23-year-old, I'm looking at uh, Lewis Ferguson, you know, who just turned 21, uh, and he's played 116 games. Yeah. That, that's another 40 games. That's another season's worth. Um, he hasn't had the injury problems that Scott has had. I, the disappointment for me is that Scott hasn't played an entire season yet, yeah. and I think he, obviously, his agent is in his ear. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt of that Um, but I would have thought, you know, when you're 23 years old, you're still in footballing terms a comparative youngster. Uh, Some people are you know, they're very experienced at 23, Lewis Ferguson will be when he reaches that age, but Given all the injury problems that, that Scott has had, would it not be better just to stay up here for another couple of years, get a couple of
1: good seasons under your belt? Well, it feels um, like he's finally now made his name in exactly, the first team. Feel, yeah. Yeah, and he's a player that you kind of thought about and you went, oh, of course, Scott, Wright, he could come in. Mm-hmm. And you didn't think of him as being a, a first name on the team sheet. Well, that's very much changed this season. Well, it's it's changed
0: in... in the part of the season that we've had But Scott has missed a chunk of that So Scott has only made 10 league starts this season Um So it's only really a quarter of the season that he's, he's played Yes, he has looked good He's looked the player that Dave and I, having seen him for many years Have all thought was there to come out But I'd much rather that he stayed here a little bit longer And maybe took his, his game up another notch yeah. And then... The sky's the limit for you down south. Um, At the moment, I would think, at best, a League One side. Now, that's an extremely physical league. And given Scott's injury uh, record, How many clubs are going to look at a boy that's that's made 32 starts by the age of 23 with the problems that he's had uh, and say, right,
1: he's going to go into, he's going to be our main man? And that could realistically, that number, Dave, could realistically double within a a season if he was to stay for another season. That number could, you know, given where he's found himself now this season in terms of being in favour with Derek McInnes and, and the form is there to, to show that so that's deserved but you can see why Andrew is, is suggesting that maybe another season might be worth it.
3: Yeah because this season it is the first one that he has been one of the first names on the, on the team sheet he's very much a, a fringe player yeah. in and out of the, the side so far and as I say I think it this season he's start he has started to show what he's capable of, and we've mentioned on many occasions about how well him and Ryan uh, Hedges have dovetailed together, and uh, hopefully that will continue on Sunday. So obviously we want Scott to remain with with Aberdeen, particularly in the the form he's showing. But uh, you know it's uh, at the end end of the day it's his choice, and if that that's what he wants, but uh, yeah. you know Ryan Ryan Fraser it worked for. Peter Pollitt didn't have a great time down south Fraser Fivey obviously got a, uh, with Wigan playing the FA Cup final uh, <laughs> so uh, that, that was certainly a success but there, for every success story there's probably about five not so successful yeah. players who've come back with their tail between the legs after trying it and it's not worked out for whatever reason Yeah, it's those odds that you're up against Andrew It is
0: I mean uh, it's not a criticism of Scott. In case you're listening to this programme, Scott (laughs) I'm not in any way criticising you I can quite understand Why a player who has Had the number of injuries Who maybe now feels I've got over that You know, now is the the chance for me To to really, you know Make something of my career And maybe moving south Is is what I genuinely feel Is is the, the next step for me But I do feel that you'd be better advised just to stay here, get a, a really solid season under your belt. And this has been a strange season. There's no getting away from it. It's been... Just the a, fact a, there's a, no crowds. Exactly. I mean, he's played half
1: his career in front, of no, uh, in front yeah. of
0: no crowds. Well, he's played most of his career in front of no yeah. crowds because the <laughs> folk don't go to reserve games where I've seen Scott play most <laughs> of his football. But um, I, I, I just feel get a really good, solid season under your belt uh, and then you know you're, you're going to have the pick of clubs to possibly go to but yeah. and by that time you'd be 24 25 getting to the the you know the, the, the real good bit of your career that that from 25 probably to 29 or 30. Yeah. Um, because nowadays with sports science etc., you know, 30 is is not old in yeah. footballing terms. But just get that that good grounding behind you before you you stretch your wings and, and fly off to new pastures.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, for, for all we know, because obviously from 1st of January he's free to speak, and, or his representatives are free to speak to the clubs. There may be a a deal already no. already sorted that that none of us know about yeah. it could be. Was Jurgen Klopp spotted in Balmain? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never
1: know. I was going to mention uh, just very briefly because we're going to take a break in a second but the Eamon Brophy uh, situation for example and a very weird situation for me because the, the weirdest thing for me is it's St Mirren and with all respect to St Mirren I think they are a really good footballing site and I think it shows real ambition from them. I think it's a fantastic signing from them but you can see why Kilmarnock are now not happy to have a player who's signed somewhere else for the rest of the season, and I guess Derek McInnes doesn't want whatever the truth behind it is. Doesn't want that kind of situation where news of him moving on. But if it is England, not such a big problem.
0: No, um, the the Brophy situation is bizarre uh, because he was their number one striker. He'd done well enough to get himself. Capped by Scotland. Exactly. And now all of a sudden is persona non grata at, at Rugby Park. Uh, to be fair, hasn't been for a number of weeks. I think there's more behind the, the scenes um, mm. with that one. And as you say, for all that St. Myrna are a good footballing side, and with all due respect to them as a club. It's not a forward step
1: for Eamon Brophy. It's a forward step for St Mirren. I tell you that, uh, David. It's a, a really good signing.
3: It, it is, and uh, as Andrew says, there must. There's obviously more to it because Brophy. If you're a Kilmarnock fan you're probably thinking why is he not the first name on the sheet yeah. Every week, because we know what he's capable of uh, we've seen it often enough um, uh, against Aberdeen but uh, yeah it's a tremendous signing for St Mirren but there's uh, more to that than meets the eye I would say so
1: it is Aberdeen against Rangers on Sunday we've got more build up to that in just a moment <laughs> The Talk Don's North Sound One Red Friday. Aberdeen host Rangers at Pittodrie on Sunday, and our fan reporter Graham Watt caught up with former Don, former striker Darren Mackey
3: Darren, Aberdeen take on Rangers this
4: Sunday. How do they go about getting the
3: win? Yeah, tough game this weekend. Um, I think the only way to approach the game is with positivity, um, believe in themselves. And they've got every chance of of getting the result. I mean, Aberdeen are going into the game; they'll be they'll be underdogs, which which will suit them. And yeah, it's just about every man giving everything they've got. And with the quality they've got in the squad, um, they've definitely
0: got the ability to go and get a result.
4: Goals have kind of been hard to come by in recent games, Darren. Who would you go with on Sunday? Would you start Cosgrove, or Main and Cosgrove, or would you
3: start the lad Edmondson? I think you've got to go with Main and Cosgrove. For me personally, um, both big, strong, physical, physical guys, um, and they both know the way to the goal. Um, especially Cosgrove, he's proved that over the last couple of seasons. So, I mean, give them chances, and and those two will definitely get goals for us. North Sound One, Red Friday.
1: Main and Cosgrove, Andrew, is that going to be in Derek's thoughts? Derek McInnes' thoughts on Sunday. Uh, I have my doubts
0: Uh, I have a feeling it will be much more along the lines of the the tried and trusted back three uh, a midfield quartet of Kennedy and Hayes wide uh, Ferguson and probably Dean Campbell but possibly Mikko Vertinen um, in the middle because of course Ross McCrory uh, can't play unfortunately because it's his parent club Uh, and then the dynamic duo of hedges and right behind one striker. And that one striker at the moment would appear to be Curtis Main. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends on, on what it's been like at training this week. Uh, the manager has always made a point of saying, you know, it's, it's the guys that show up well in the training ground that get the, the nod. It, it's not what you did the previous week. It's what, you know, you've you've produced in the training ground. How much training they've been able to do, given the the bitterly cold conditions? Um, I'm sure that they were able to uh, get a decent training session in uh, at uh, Cormac Park today, and uh, I have a feeling it'll be Curtis May and it'll get the nod.
1: Uh, exploiting the wings is going to be a big part of, I would have thought, Derek McKinnis' plan to try and get the, the wingers to try and find spaces and, and and create something from there because you've got if you've got the physicality of Cosgrove or Main up front, because they're both fairly physical players, uh, you've then got the wingers who can actually bring players out of position and that's, I suspect, maybe where he's looking at from an attacking point of
3: view. Yeah, and I think this is also a Hayes and Kennedy have got huge roles to play both. Defensively, because mm. there'll be a lot of that, and offensively, and the two of them can we've seen their, well, Johnny ready. Hayes
1: do it in a in a cup final as well, and and we've seen him do it yeah. against Rangers in a cup final uh, for Celtic, and he's that kind of player that can do it.
3: Yeah, and uh, Matty Kennedy's defen- been putting a lot of work into his defensive duties as well. Yeah, but the the two the two of them, and then you, you've got Scott and uh, Ryan with Curtis ahead three players who can cause damage two very creative players in and Scotty and, and Ryan who's certainly been arguably my Don's player of the season so far Yeah, absolutely Yeah,
1: um, We have had a tough few weeks of that there is absolutely no doubt and I think it's been tough for everybody particularly after the Uh, the sort of New Year joy of celebrating going into a new year and that new renewed hope, and it has been particularly difficult since then. And we also had some sad news, Scottish football-related, and football-related, because we had the passing of uh, a few people that were well-known. John Fitzpatrick, former Man United player as well, and and former North Sound uh, pundit as well, Dave. For
3: for many years, uh, Fitz was the ever-permanent shadow for Andrew and myself. uh, In grounds up and down the country, and not not just the uh, following Aberdeen, but uh, uh, for oh, a the, spell doing the Highland League yeah, circuit with Andrew. Right, yeah, uh,
0: John was wonderful company. Um, so knowledgeable about the game, and he was never shy with giving you his opinion on the <laughs> game. Was he? <laughs> um, and. It was just a joy to work with John, to be perfectly honest, because um, he took a huge interest, as you found, Mike. Yeah. As a youngster, yeah. uh, he was always interested in how you were getting on. He could remember who you'd played the previous oh, week in yeah. your yeah. school games. Always did, yeah. Um, but uh, he played with some of the, the best players at this... F- game has ever seen
1: and Dave as Uh, well he's a player he's a player that could have gone on to become so much more than he was
3: people forget that his career was cut short at 26 which is no age at all but uh, as Andrew said he you know he was a teammate and a friend of uh, George Best too much of a friend of George Best (laughs) at certain times Dennis Law, Bobby Charlton, Nobby Styles, and uh, no, we we love watching old videos of of John. I remember, they used remember? To, the Saturday. It <laughs> used to be the, be the, the reruns yes. on a Saturday afternoon. And Aberdeen's
0: game was was off, uh, and so we were all sitting in the studio, sitting watching and. On came the TV in the corner uh, with Dickie Davis's big match re- revisited one, yeah. or whatever it was. And John took one look at it and it was a Manchester derby that they were showing. And John just said, right, I'm off, boys. <laughs> and shot off out of the studio. With thought, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Two minutes later, United had conceded three goals and Fitch was culpable for all three of them. Uh, they got beat 5-1. 5-1 wasn't it? Uh, he had some horrendous tackles in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, a lovely, lovely man, and he'll be so sorely missed by everybody that knew him. Our deepest condolences yeah. go to Babs and to Claire and the rest of the family, but yeah. um, he was he was such a pleasure to work with, and Manchester United through and through. Yeah. I remember <laughs> driving into East End Park one, one day, we were going down to cover Dunfermline against Aberdeen, and the game that was on the radio, it was an early kick-off, so Arsenal were playing at Old Trafford at the time when Arsenal and Manchester United were their big rivals and I think it was a case of Arsenal won the game, they were winning the league yep. and Mark Overmars scored in just about the last kick of the game and John just about punched his fist <laughs> through the windscreen <laughs> uh, the language was so choice and I think that was the same day that it obviously riled John because Brian O'Neill was playing for Aberdeen I'm sure the game finished 3-3 and he was arguing with me at the end of the game Brian O'Neill, what tell me Andy tell me one thing that you did in the game I said well John he set up one of the goals and he scored the equaliser what more do you want from him (laughs) well apart from that what did he do (laughs) nothing Um, um, but uh, no he was as I say a a wonderful companion and he will be sorely missed and I thought it was really nice to see that um, you know the the Manchester United uh, first game that was played at Old Trafford after John's sad passing there was a banner up there remembering Fitzy
1: yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff.
0: And, yeah. and
3: also, Chick McClelland, who for, former colleague of ours as well at Pictou Yeah. Yeah, um, very, very sad. But uh,
1: yeah, and a, a pl- someone that I remember actually from uh, schools football. Actually, more than anything, Andrew, because he he was part of the coaching and the and the the children's coaching at Aberdeen yeah. about, uh, years ago. And uh, I remember him very well. Actually, as a as a youngster, sort of uh, you know trying to impress Chick McClelland when he would appear once every week or so from the, the camps. He would be there and you would be the one to try you that would be the day you try and score.
3: He wasn't impressed. <laughs> no, he wasn't impressed.
1: <laughs> that was the height of my career. He
3: was a good player
1: as well. Jimmy yeah, I mean, was, a, great the, player.
0: was a, a very good player for Aberdeen and manager down at Montrose as well. Uh, again, you know, part of the the footballing fabric of the northeast of Scotland. Yeah. Um uh, Jim McLean obviously an absolute legend and and Tayside. Uh, with what he what he did at Dundee United will never ever be replicated. It's like what Fergie did at Aberdeen. Uh, between the two of them, they made their clubs two of the most feared clubs in Europe, never mind just in in the UK. Throughout Europe, they were clubs of major stature. And that that was not easy to do. Um, And sadly, we heard just this week of the passing of Christine Anderson, uh, the widow of Chris Anderson, uh, former director at Pataudry, who, in tandem with Dick Donald, Ian Donald and Sir Alex Ferguson, took Aberdeen to the pinnacle of um, winning the the Cup Winners' Cup in Gothenburg.
1: Yeah, and uh, Christine Anderson someone that that you knew well, Dave, as well.
3: Yeah, and as well as football, she shared my passion for tennis and was a member at Rubeslaw, as as I am, and uh, yeah, Christine was a lovely, lovely lady and uh, very, very sad.
1: Yeah, it's been certainly a a sad couple of weeks in terms of names well-known in football, John Fitzpatrick, Chick McClelland, Christine Anderson and Jim McLean. It is Aberdeen against Rangers on Sunday and our fan reporter Graham Watt caught up with another former Don called Darren. This time it was Darren Young.
4: Darren, Aberdeen taking on Rangers this Sunday. Rangers have been in great form. How do Aberdeen go about getting the win? Uh, Obviously going to be a very hard game for Aberdeen this Sunday. Uh, Although Aberdeen are a good bit of form unbeaten in six or seven, I think it is. Um, Rangers are obviously having a a great season. Uh, So as it's going to be a hard game, though, they'll probably need to make sure defensively um, they're solid, they, they can't afford to be giving away any silly goals or making any mistakes um, and again at the same time Rangers, Rangers are kind of firing all cylinders and now this the slightest opportunity, you, you saw that in the Celtic game that they never had a shot on target but they still won <laughs> with, with an own goal so uh, it's going to be a hard game but uh, on their day it's, it's 11 v 11 so you got to that game confident you got to the game uh, if you do things right and Derek go have them set up ready to go so um, again, it's just to kind of stick to the game plan Maybe get a wee bit of luck on the day and, and again, they'll get chances But it's case okay, so you need to take the chances when they come along
1: Yeah, uh, one thing that has been different this season, Dave Is the lack of fans We've talked about it on mm. several occasions But you feel like games like Sunday is where we really do miss the fans Oh yeah
3: um, You know, and, and last week The New Year derby against Dundee United Was crying out for a crowd Because <laughs> we've seen so many wonderful occasions uh, Through the years But uh, yeah, Sunday There's no doubt, and as I say, I think the the first visit of Rangers on the opening day of the season, probably the... That that was the the start of trying to get used to not having fans. So and it did seem to spook Aberdeen a, a wee bit. I think it, it did.
0: And you cast your mind back, we were really struggling for strikers. Sam Cosgrove was out. Curtis Main was out. Uh, Marley Watkins hadn't, hadn't arrived on, on loan. Uh, Bruce Anderson had to play up front in his own. And yeah, it was it was such a flat atmosphere, and, and it was very much you know baby steps that everybody was taking um, because we were we we're going into the unknown. Yeah. It, it, it's still not anything like normality but I think players have adjusted to the fact that um, you know there is nobody there and there, there is not the normal absolute bedlam going on in the stands and I think Aberdeen They've almost got to recreate that in their heads on Sunday. You know, just imagine that. You know, there's there's everybody there, a full house of twenty one thousand, twenty two thousand at Patodry, with everybody screaming for for every tackle to be won, every pass to be accurate, every shot to be on target. And if they can do that, then who knows? They've, they've maybe got a chance. Uh, we, we spoke earlier about the important of importance of Johnny Hayes and Matty Kennedy, both in attacking sense and the defensive. Sense sense. If we can get the ball in behind Barisic and Tavernier who love to venture forward, we've got the pace that can cause problems for that that Celtic that Rangers' defence cause problems for anybody's defense. Um, but as Darren Young said, if the chances come along, you've got to be ruthless, you've got to take them. And Celtic You know, they created opportunities against Rangers last week. They came up against a brick wall in the form of Alan McGregor, who produced some
1: wonderful saves. Let's just hope that he doesn't have more in the locker for Sunday. Yeah, well, there certainly won't be many chances, but you have to take them, and that's certainly going to be key on Sunday for the Dons. It is Aberdeen against Rangers at Petaudry, but there are other games as well. Uh, Cove Rangers and Peterhead in Scottish Cup action, plus more of that and beat the pundit, all to come in just a minute. to talk Daw North Sound one Red Friday yes this is Red Friday it is North Sound one and it's Aberdeen against Rangers on Sunday and uh, before we talk a little more about that game we're going to uh, turn our attention now to beat the pundit uh, you're, looking at, you're looking at me slightly concerned Dave but, uh, Andrew how did uh, how did Dave get on against Lauren from Jeff and Lauren in the uh, morning?
0: Dave scored 4 mm-hmm. Lauren scored 5 Ah, well there we are <laughs> So it's now 10.5 to 7.5 um,
1: against Dave so Ok, ok yeah. He's under pressure Alright well This week It's photographer Stephen Dobson's turn To take on Dave McDermott And Stephen Spoke to our Fan reporter Graham Watt To get his predictions Yeah
4: Mike Taking on Dave Tonight is Stephen Dobson Stephen First up Saturday's games Dundee United Versus St Johnston Your score predictions For that
3: one St Johnston Haven't won in eight games So I'm going to Stick with that form And go for 2-1 To Dundee United Kilmarnock Versus Hamilton I think Kilmarnock Will just edge this 1-1-0
4: St Mirren versus Motherwell.
3: This is a hard one to predict. I think with Motherwell bringing in the new manager, I think that will cancel out St Mirren's good run of form. So I'm going to go for 1-1. And
4: on to Sunday's games. First up, Livingston versus Ross County,
3: Stephen. Livingston on such a good winning run at the moment and I don't think that will come to an end against Ross County. I'm going to go for 2 1, Libby.
4: And then the big one, Aberdeen taking on Rangers. Stephen, how do you see this one going?
3: I think Aberdeen will get a point on Sunday, 1 1.
4: And finally, Monday night, Celtic versus Hibernian. Stephen, score predictions for this one? Celtic will be too strong for Hibs, I think it'll be 2 0, Celtic.
1: OK, let's get your predictions then, Dave. We're going to start with the games tomorrow. Dundee United against St Johnston. Uh, 1 1. Kilmarnock host Hamilton. 1 1. Uh, Motherwell are in Paisley, they play St. Mirren. Uh, 2 1 to the buddies. On Sunday, it's Livingston in good form there at home to Ross County. Yeah, 2 0 Livy. Aberdeen Host Rangers. 1-1. One, one. And then on Monday night, it's Celtic against Hibs. 2-1 Celtic. Yeah, just having a look at some of those games then, because there are a few interesting ones. and um, We're going to start with tomorrow's games, Andrew. First of all, um, looking at the, the fixtures there, you've you've got a change of manager at Motherwell, you've got the Eamon Brophy situation at Kilmarnock, and uh, yeah, just some interesting games happening tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. Um, looking first and foremost at the, the one closest to us geographically, Dundee United St Johnston. It's going to be an interesting one to see what the Dundee United tactics are. They are there, the home side. They're up against the St Johnston sides who are not playing at the top of their form. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that will end up honours even, as it was earlier on in the season. Kilmarnock and Hamilton. Killy not firing in all cylinders. Hamilton, they've had some good results. They're probably due a bad one. Uh, That's the way their seasons seem to go. Uh, Again, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it was honours even, but I think maybe Kilmarnock might just edge it. St Mirren Motherwell is is the one that will be really interesting because, um, you know, with Graham Alexander taking over at Motherwell, no background in Scottish football, despite being a Scotsman yep. and a Scottish internationalist. Um, all his playing career and his managerial career has been down south. Yep. Motherwell really struggling. Um, there's no getting away from it. They're in the midst of a really poor run. But I think... You're going to see a, a reaction because all the players there, they don't have to impress Steven Robinson, they don't mm-hmm. have to impress Keith Lasley, they've got to impress Graham Alexander, that will lift their their um, uh, energy levels, their desire, their need to play well, uh, but I still fancy St Mirren to win that one, particularly yeah. if, if Eamon Brophy... Uh, As he's been told by Alex Dyer, you're not going to play for Kilmarnock again if they can get something sorted out, or they've signed this new guy, Colin, from a German striker. Mm -hmm. Um, We've we've said it on occasions, you know, St. Myrna are a really good side, but they just can't score goals. That's what Jim Goodwin is trying to address in this transfer window. If he's got that right, St will win the game.
1: Yeah, signed a, a couple there and certainly one we know what he can do and uh, looking at the other games Dave, obviously Celtic-Hibs on Monday an interesting one, it would be interesting to see how Celtic react after having been away.
3: Yeah not exactly <laughs> a PR uh, <laughs> mean um, the most successful no, week in their history. Uh, no, bit of a bit of a PR disaster that one but uh, I mean, and Jack Ross and Hibs obviously weren't too enamoured at the game, having to be put back to to Monday night. But uh, I do think Celtic um, they showed. You know, if, if Peter Hand gets sent off last week, I think they would have. You know, Alan McGregor aside, they would have certainly they were the better side and I think they probably would have won that match but uh, I do think Celtic will be too strong for, for Hibbs, but mm. it'll, be quite, it'll be quite close uh,
1: We're going to look quickly at the the Scottish Cup because of course Scottish Cup action tomorrow and teams across the North East involved, obviously <laughs> weather permitting, yeah. uh, we'll come on to that in a second but first of all, uh, the matches that we'll be featuring on Red Saturday in North Sound 1 we've got Aloha Athletic against Cove Rangers and Peterhead, they host Stenhouse Muir the, the two northeast teams, Andrew met each other just the other week Uh, an interesting game uh, given that the Blue Team were down to nine men and it just finished the one goal to nil Uh, how do you see the games going tomorrow for them?
0: is going to be a tough game uh, for Cove it's Paul Hartley going back to where he cut his teeth as a manager Uh, Aloha on their own ground capable of beating just about anybody Um, but Cove Rangers will give them a, a battle I think probably it will be all that will get through but it wouldn't surprise me if Cove uh, created an upset there mm-hmm. Peterhead against Tennis Muir I strongly fancy Peterhead despite um, their loss at Balmoral last week I think uh, again the home advantage will count the other one that there's two other games that possibly might go ahead Bucky Thistle against Inverness Cali Thistle that's going to be a very, very tough game for Bucky. Yeah, absolutely. And Fraserburgh against Banks of D, that is an absolute cracker on the cards there yeah. because Banks of D will have no inferiority complex whatsoever no about going to Bells Lee. But Fraserburgh are one of the better Highland League sides, so mm-hmm. it should be an absolute cracker. Unfortunately, for Martin's games off, uh, Nairn County's off, uh, Dumbarton against Huntley is off, and Keith against Clyde is off. So three of these games rescheduled for Tuesday night. Camlin mm-hmm. uh, and Broer. are Rangers still trying to play the first round tie to see. That's scene. right, cause
1: that's the Hearts <laughs> one, isn't it? That's then? right. Yeah. The,
0: the winner is at home to Hearts. That goes ahead now on Monday, um, and of course the third round draw is being made on Sunday at eleven o'clock in the morning. It's going to take when, a long time <laughs> when when Aberdeen come in. So it will be, as you say, it will be so and so or so and so or so and so against so and so or so and so. Let's just hope that um, the SFA guys who are who are doing the draw don't get totally confused. We've seen it on occasion where the Scottish Cup draw doesn't always go according to plan. Yeah. Indeed,
3: absolutely. Don't, no. don't invite Rod to do this. When <laughs> no, yeah. uh, no, junior football. No, the juniors weekend. took the decision last night to suspend the season until the end of this month. It will be reviewed on the 25th of January, but no junior football other than the junior clubs that are involved in the Scottish Cup. They uh, yeah. still get dispensation to What's play that. What's
1: your pick of the Scottish Cup games? What's the one that? Well, you the, think
3: obviously, be... if I'm wearing my junior hat to Banksy e away to Fraserburgh. Um, I, I know for a fact uh, well, Stuart Duff was on Red TV with me last week they're so looking forward to to, to this one and uh, they've got a chance it's mm. not the draw they would have ideally wanted but they have a chance but yeah. Fraser Bar are a good side so as Andrew said that sh- should be a cracker
1: Andrew in three seconds give me your prediction for Sunday please a high-scoring draw. I'm going to go 2-2. 2-2. It's goals galore at Patodry on Sunday. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Red Saturday. Myself and Cheryl uh, will have all the latest Alowa Cove and Peterhead Stenhouse Spirit in the Scottish Cup and all the build-up to Aberdeen Rangers on Sunday. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday.